Good morning. Good morning. As you see, the topic we've got this morning, Mark 13, how can I live for Jesus when everything falls apart? So yeah, my name's Andrew. I'm going to take us through this passage this morning. And when we set out this plan to work through Mark back here at the end of last year, and when I was scheduled to give this message today on living when everything is falling apart, little did we know the situation we would be in today. We obviously had no idea that this would be our first service where we could not even meet in the building uh, because of the pandemic that sweeps our world. But we meet in, 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 in small groups in a way. We meet as families and, and households and come together. So we, we, we are not stopped from meeting, but we are stopped from being together in the same place. So as we look at our world, we have to see that we are indeed in shaking times. We're in a place where falling apart is, it seems how it is. And actually, what we want to look from today's passage is what Jesus says in these situations. What's Jesus saying to us in this time when we are experiencing this shaking, we are experiencing this. So it's a very timely message. It seems very prophetic that we would end up with this in this very first week that we're in this situation. So I really want to focus us in on what Jesus says. So before we dive into that, I just want to pray just very briefly and then we're just going to pick up into that. So dear Lord Jesus, we thank you that you give us this message. You gave us this this speech uh, outside Jerusalem when the world was, was, was shaking for them, but actually it was yet to shake and, and that was what you came. So we thank you for that, Lord, and we pray that you would speak with us this morning. Amen. So in this passage is a long discourse from Jesus that he gives outside, uh, outside Jerusalem just a few days before he is crucified. Now the passage is packed with theology, it's packed with um, contention in many ways. There's a lot in here and there's a lot of challenges and over the years people have wrestled with that. And, and you know, I'd like to sort of delve into that but there's a massive a lot in here and what we're going to do is push some of that sort of up into our eyes so we can see it and then sort of say, well let's leave that. And what I really want to encourage in the coming week is his home groups as we again gather remotely in this week that you will have a chance to dig into some of that, to some of that difficult theology and, and just sort of see what's going on. And I mean dip because I studied Mark's gospel at college. I went back through my notes and I think we spent about five hours of lectures just wrestling with the conundrums in this passage. So there's a lot in there and it's a contentious over the history and it's about what Jesus says and about how it comes true is the real issue. But what we really want to get into today is what Jesus tells us to do in these situations. So I'm going to go very sort of briefly through some of the, the background and history and just sort of touch upon it and then let that rest with us for a few days and we'll come back to that in the week. Um, but really move on this morning to look at what Jesus says uh, to act in that place. So what does Jesus say? Well, the first thing I want to do is just pick up on what Jesus doesn't say. Now, Jesus doesn't say, keep calm and carry on. That wasn't a statement of Jesus. It wasn't a biblical statement. And so often we can get in our mindset that that's what we must do. We must just keep going. It's really stoical about these things. But that isn't Jesus' words. And we're going to see that this morning as we dig into this. You know, sometimes we can think, oh, we must just carry on and, and these things are shaking. But actually, Jesus says these things will shake. You will be impacted. You will be affected. 
But what he encourages us to do is how we react from that. I also just want to pick up, while I'm on that subject of keep calm, carry on, I'm just going to pick up that, you know, we just want to acknowledge that in this situation it is okay not to be okay. And we're going to support you as much as we can. It's a challenge for us all. And I think today's message will help us to see actually Jesus says these things are a challenge, but we can find him in them. We can find him as our solid rock. Uh, And that's what we're going to look at. So what are the key issues theologically in the passage? Well, the biggest issue for it is that it appears to be a prophetic statement from Jesus. Jesus starts to talk about things that are going to happen. He declares that the temple is going to be destroyed. Um, And he declares a number of things. And we go into some of those details. But the real challenge is, and of course some of that does happen, the temple is destroyed in AD 70, uh, but there's a whole list of things. And the challenge has been over the years is to work out Well, was Jesus meaning all these things would happen in the generation, or did he not? So we'll just look at some of those things. So what we've got is, so we've got, you know, rumors of wars, wars, nations will rise against nations, earthquakes in various places, famines, flogged in the synagogues, gospel preached to nations, brother will betray brother, the abomination that causes desolation standing where it does not belong. False messiahs, false prophets. And then we go on to the stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. The sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. And you will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And then Jesus says, Truly I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Now there's not really much wriggle room in that last sentence and I put the Greek on here, but... He says, this generation will not pass away until all these things have happened. And that's what's taxed the minds of um, theologians over the centuries, is did Jesus say things that didn't happen in that generation? Did he mean they were separate? There's different ways that people have handled it over the years. But what I just want to do this morning is just to give us a place to think, could all of this that Jesus says indeed be in those times? Because there's a challenge, and obviously we know the temple was destroyed AD 70. Um, we can look at the abomination that causes desolation, so actually was that the Romans in the temple. But it's very interesting, the text, and again we'll pick up in this in a week, the text actually when it says, let the reader hear this, and then it says flee to the mountains, well by the time the Romans had got into the temple, there was no time for anybody to flee, they besieged Jerusalem. So actually there's a question as to whether that was before that, um, in terms of the high priests that have been placed in the temple uh, by, by um, the, the revolt that had gone in Jerusalem. So there's all these sort of things going on in the background. But then we start to see the stars fall from the sky. And we say, well, hang on a minute. Is this a prophetic word to, to the end times? This passage is, is often treated as an apocalypse, but does an apocalypse mean the end of time? Or does apocalypse mean um, a, you know, a divine intervention, a divine revelation? Um, certainly biblically it would suggest it does. So, so in a sense, so what's going on with the sun and darkened, they would talk about this in the week. But to the Jews and their environment, the temple was a microcosm of creation. It was indeed what they considered to be God dwelt in this, and this was the universe into which God dwelt. So they created that. So we could be hearing Jesus talking about, actually, this is all about the destruction of the temple, and the dissolution of the Jewish community. Actually, you know, they were dispersed 
completely um, as a result of this. So I say, we'll deal with that in the, in the week. But the reason I want to just pick into that now is that if Jesus is talking about all of this stuff being that shaking of their community, life as they knew it, then it could speak very, very clearly into our situation where we see a shaking of life as we know it at the moment in every sense. So that's really what I want to just pick up on that and, and just sort of just think about that. But I say in the week we will uh, get back into that. But it, it, it's, it's a challenging area because Jesus doesn't distinguish bits of the passage from other bits of the passage. He just has this discourse and he says, you will see it all in your lifetime. Um, and it's a challenge. So, so really what I just do now is we're just going to go and just spend a little bit of time, and a bit of time for the children to do something if you're at home with children. Um, I want to show here. So we're going to have a little bit of time for thinking and discussion. And actually what we want to do is get the children working on something so we can have something to see next week. So we're thinking about Jesus and his disciples and he's talking about this massive temple. Now this picture you see uh, is a model uh, of, of the original uh, temple that would have been around in AD 30 when Jesus was standing by it. It's a, it was an amazing building by any standards. And of course in that period it would have been a, a very significant building. So what we're going to do is, if you've got children in the household at home now, we'd like you to get them to start to draw or to build an amazing building, a big building, something amazing. So if you've got blocks or if you've got pen and paper, do that. And then what we want to do is get the parents to take pictures of that and send it in. So next week on our service, we're going to have a look at some of those buildings. We just want to really see what you've been doing in your homes uh, to do with this. So I say, if you're there, get, you know, get children into that. If you're just adults you know, on your own, you know, you know, as a group, uh, and there's no children there to build, you can get blocks out and build yourself, or actually you can have a bit of discussion about what amazing buildings you've seen, you've experienced in your time. So uh, so just going to give you a, a minute or so to get that sorted, you know, have a little chat, and then we're going to carry on. Okay, right, well, I say, you know, let the children uh, carry on there. We'd like them to work on that for the rest of the talk and, you know, maybe the rest of the service. We want to see some really great buildings. I say, take some pictures, send them through your group leaders, um, we'll get them back and we'll, we'll, we'll have them in the service next week. Uh, so that'll be really good. So children, get on with your building or your drawing, whatever you're doing. Um, and for others of you, you might like when you join up together after the service, or, you know, on your groups, uh, communicating, you might like to share some of those experiences of buildings. So, as I said, we're now going to look at what Jesus actually says. And it's quite striking in this passage that there are a lot of instruction that Jesus gives in this discourse. He's describing this destruction, he's describing this falling apart of their community, the, the, the community and the buildings they trusted in. And Actually, he gives lots of things. So we're actually going to have a look at those. Yeah. So we're going to see. So he's got a lot in there. What does he tell us to do? So we've got, do not be alarmed. Be on your guard. Uh, preach to all nations. Don't worry about what you should say. Stand firm. Flee to the mountains. Don't collect your things or your coat. Pray that it won't take place in winter. And do not believe them when people say they come in my name or false prophets. Be alert, keep watch, and watch 
So Jesus has a lot of things he tells us to do. And what we want to do is actually look at some of these this morning. We're not going to look at all of them. There's so many. But there's just a few and I think actually might just help us in this time when we need some help from Jesus to deal with what we see and what we experience every day on the news and uh, what we will see and experience in our own communities. So the first one I pick out on is, uh, is be on your guard. So verse 9, Jesus says, be on your guard. So what he's saying here is actually expect it, be looking out for it. This isn't a surprise to God. Be prepared for it. I, I, I was a, I a Boy Scout as a child, I usually carry a pen knife and a torch in my pocket. That's what being prepared is about. It's being ready for something you don't quite know what it is. And of course that's what Jesus is saying. He said, be prepared. I can't really tell you exactly what this is. But it's something. So it's not a surprise. And often in our way we find these things a surprise. But the signs, and he talks about the fig tree. Actually the signs in our times might highlight to us that you know, we're not actually in as much control as we think we are in our world. Um, and could we have seen these things coming? We don't know, but actually when they do come, we shouldn't say we're, we're so surprised. We need to sort of recognize um, that see things out. So, so be on your guard. Be looking out for it. Be expecting it. And that's, so next up, um, we've got preach to all nations. Verse 10, Jesus says that the word will be preached to all nations. And that's what I think in this time we need to recognize that no matter what the circumstances, we still need to be able to share the good news of Jesus Christ as Lord. In these times, there will be many people looking for good news. And the question we have is, are we going to be carriers of that good news? Because that's what Jesus calls us to be. He says, preach the word, the good news to all these nations. He's describing this falling apart and he said but in that time and of course actually within that time before the temple was destroyed the word the news about Jesus had been taken to every known continent at the time it had been taken to Rome which was considered the center of the known world and so the message had spread that far but it continues to spread even today but as I say our challenge for us is are we going to be carriers of that good news as Jesus said preach to all nations And then next up, we've got stand firm, verse 13. And I think when all around us is shifting sands, when everything's swirling, when every news report has something that impacts our life in a tangible way. And it occurred to me, actually, we spend our lives looking at the news and we're just looking at a window on something else most of the time. And today we find ourselves looking at the news and we're looking at ourselves constantly thinking this impacts me today this impacts me tomorrow Uh, this could be really significant and it's going to grow in significance so we are impacted so it is really moving we don't know what's going to come we wait for the next news conference we wait for the next set of figures but as the sands swirl around us our challenge is to find Jesus to find Jesus as the rock on which we will stand and we might get swept up in that sand, but actually, can we dig down? Can we dig until we know that we are standing on a rock that is Jesus? And Jesus calls us to stand firm. He says his words will never fail. And we need to find hope in that and find him. And I think if you're listening this morning and you don't know Jesus as a rock in your life, then I'd encourage you to do that. 
just speak to somebody or contact somebody you know who, who's, who follows Jesus and ask them what to do. Actually, that's really what you want to do is help people to find Jesus, to know him as a rock in this situation. So carrying on, so after that he then says, flee to the mountains. Well, how can you do that? I stand firm and now, Jesus, you're telling me to flee to the mountains. It seems contradictory, doesn't it? Well, actually, no, it's not. Standing firm means that trust in Jesus. Actually, I know I can be found in Jesus. I know that Jesus is this rock. But actually, Jesus is saying, there are times when you have to flee. There are times when you're not called to be reckless, but actually to follow Jesus in the situation. He's saying, when you see these signs, flee. And of course, the, the Christians did flee Jerusalem. They flew Jerusalem um, at the time of the revolt uh, before the temple was destroyed. You know, this is what Jesus is, is telling them about. So if Jesus, if Jesus tells us to get out of the way, then we should get out of the way. And in a sense, that's the right reason why we're not meeting in our building today. We believe that actually the right thing is for us to, to stand against this, this virus that's spreading, to have respect for human life, to actually ensure that we're not passing on, to be recognizing the, God, the life that God created, but also to honor those brave men and women who are going to be working in our hospitals, the doctors, the nurses, the ambulance workers. And so we respect this this great call on us to, to act selflessly in, in keeping ourselves away from each other, to actually avoid the spread of this virus. Um, so in a sense, you know, when Jesus says, flee, that's what he's saying to us today. Actually, keep away from this. Let this, uh, you know, pass through without a huge destruction in life. So carrying on, we've got... Pray that it won't take place in winter. Verse 18. Now, this really strikes me. Jesus says that and he says, you know, be on top of this, how difficult it will be for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray that it doesn't happen in winter. Now, to me, this is a really poignant part of this message because there's something in it which highlights that Jesus is telling us that this stuff that's going to happen isn't just some act of God. Because if it was, he would say, well, you know, surely God would have respect for these pregnant women and whatever. And I think there's something in here which tells us there's something complex going on. You know, we, he's saying, actually, we want this not to be as bad as it, as it could be. Um, you know, I think actually, and it's a complex issue, it's hugely complex, and there's a lot of people with different views, but in, in my mind, I think actually, you know, our knowing God, we know God knows about this. Jesus says that. He says, actually, don't be surprised. But knowing is not the same as doing. Knowing is not the same as wanting. So how does God exist within this? We don't know. We can't understand that. But I think we will all see people in this time of distress where they'll look and say, well, what is God up to? And that's a challenge. We're people of faith. Well, what do we answer that? You know, if people say to you, actually, you know, do you believe in a God that lets this happen? Personally, I think my answer is, I believe in a God who created a beautiful world in which this could happen. But actually, that doesn't mean I believe in a God that makes this happen. 
and, and, and that's a complexity actually that you know we are in uh, and there's no simple answer to that but the truth is we believe that God is sovereign in the end and that is the hope uh, which we have so so we cling to that hope and we don't understand the the tension of good and evil in all these things and in our world uh, but we we live through it and we travel through it with Jesus so I say those words you know, really sort of speak into that moment that uh, so the final one to pick up on are just the last few minutes now, and that is watch. Jesus finishes up, verse 37. He says, watch. And, and the Greek, and I put it on the slide there, Gregoria is literally stay awake. Be vigilant. Be responsible. You know, he's actually calling us to be ready and to be watching out. And what struck me as this word watch is that you cannot watch looking down. Jesus uses the same word when he talks about the robbers who are going to come to the house. And he says, if, you were, if the man was watching, they would, not have take, they would not have robbed the house. And so actually, you know, Jesus is saying to you, you've got to look up. And I think the one thing I really could take from this is actually, Jesus says, look up. When all around you is shaking, when, when the sands are shifting, when the news is uncertain every day, we should look up. And if we look up, we'll see him. And if we see him, we'll find hope in him. And more than anything else, that's what we need these days. So as I say, in, in the week, if you're part of a home group, we're going to share some stuff to dig into this together as a group, you know, remotely. But we really want to dig into it, but I just really want to see some of these words that Jesus gives us. To actually keep out, keep watch, flee when it's time to flee, but be standing firm on the rock, which is Jesus. So we're going to have a song now. And as you usually do, we're just going to spend this time in this song just reflecting on these words. Just let it speak to us, let the Spirit speak to us wherever we are um, and just spend a bit of time in there. So thank you very much and uh, 